this is Brad from Pro Wrestling Junkies, and welcome to another episode of Toilet Size Wrestling Talk. Today's guest hails from the great state of New Jersey, that's where Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi are from, and began wrestling in 2018. They've worked for Game Changer Wrestling, Camp Leapfrog, Pizza Party Wrestling, Black Label Pro, Chikara, Southern Underground Pro, to name a few. They're part of the tag team The Outfielders with their cousin Boomer Hatfield, and they've shared the ring with the likes of Calvin Couture, Tyler Klein, Hermit Crab, Lady Frost, Logan Easton LaRue, Erica Lee, Still Life with Apricots and Pears, Masha Slamovich, to name a few. In 2020, Pro Wrestling Illustrated ranked her in their top 500 wrestler list regardless of gender, and she came in at number 491. She was also nominated by PWI in 2020 for their Rookie of the Year. If you want to check out their matches, head over to IWTV, and there are plenty. So let's welcome today's guest, the greediest girl in the game, Molly McCoy. Hello, Brad Marcus. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Good. My first question. Every clip in there was you, correct? Yes, correct. Because oh, my nightmare is that I'll play the thing and there's, it's not, you know, one of the clips is not the person. And then I edit that out and then edit out the awkwardness of them telling me that it's not them. So it creates several problems. Uh, that's 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 the one bummer with being Molly McCoy is mm -hmm. that it's a normal name. I don't get to be like still life with apricots and pears. Yeah, like, yeah. Really, that that is clearly her. That is clearly that wrestler. Uh huh. But, um, it's also funny that that's how I learned that there is a there is also a rapper from Philly named Molly McCoy. Really? Fun fact. Didn't know that. I think Any she's good? Philly. Uh, I haven't listened to her yet, so okay. uh, I'm gonna assume she's good. Okay, yeah, probably with a name like Molly, you know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. gotta be like pretty talented. I will, um, I will get to listening to her though. So, where are you right now? Not street address, not street address, unless you want to. That's fine. <laughs> no, no, we're all right with that. I do, mm -hmm. uh, I do still need a PO box actually. Uh, thank you for reminding me oh, because awesome. I don't want to, because I don't necessarily want to give out my street address, sure. but uh, we are. Right outside of beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, in, okay. Uh, where we have been any time that we are not working because uh, we, we are still in a pan pizza and I don't like leaving the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you have you been out in, like, say, like a Walmart or a Target or anything? Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, and for the most part in in this area, people, people are pretty good about... Okay social distancing and masks and everything. I just, I I prefer like not to spend any more time out than I really need to. Like if I really like, I need to get out of the house. I usually just walk around the neighborhood, play a lot of Pokemon Go. Oh, totally. And it's not like um, you're like running out of time. You know what I mean? Like my, gr my grandma's like 97, my grandpa's 101. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, they're running out of time. But like for now, I don't mind staying in for, I guess, a year. Yeah, it, it sucks a little bit. Like, especially as I have friends who are all like, I'm going to be in Tampa for Mania weekend. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to be in Tampa, but I yeah. do want to like, it's, it's, yeah, it's really hard because, you know, like people want to go do something. And I feel like 
no, you know, we've made it this far. I don't want to start like risking things now until like everyone gets like their um, vaccination and stuff like that. Right. Um, Especially when like, I understand why people want to do things and mm -hmm. like wrestling is a small business, like yeah. any other small business. Like, well, I either or I got to close. Like a lot of people don't have that option. Yeah, no, so I can't be that mad about it. Let me. So, did you grow up in New Jersey? Uh, I grew up uh, back and forth between uh, New Jersey and Vermont, but uh, okay. spent most of my time in the Philly, Jersey area. So, uh, that's where I choose to build myself from, and especially okay. like. Voorhees uh, is kind of a, a layered joke, you know, between like yeah. Jason Voorhees and uh, it's where the Flyers practice. So, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, is is the Jason Voorhees thing like very prominent in the town? Do they embrace that? No, unfortunately not. I okay. think it would be funny, but I do think I think Camp Crystal Lake is supposed to be in New Jersey. I think that gets mentioned in the movie. I'm not hundred percent sure. I should ask you this at the end, but I, I'll ask it now. Um, would you ever go to a camp called Camp Crystal Lake? Oh, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, really? I think that'd be super fun. I okay. love, I love like haunted houses and like uh, getting scared for fun. Uh, I love watching like just watching, not actually doing yeah, yeah. like uh, urban exploration type uh -huh. videos where people like sneak into abandoned uh, mental hospitals and stuff. Yeah, totally. Right? Like, it looks fun. I don't know if I want to take the risk of falling through the floor, but th that's pretty neat. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Sleepaway Camp? I love Sleepaway Camp. Okay. Yeah. I think and this just came to me and, well, you it came to you first, so I guess we have to go 50-50. Themed summer camps. Like, like, like haunted summer camps. That could be a thing. Yeah, like Camp Theme. You know, like people go to go to Jurassic Park in Florida. True. You know, like, so I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Let's, okay. let's talk more about you. Bruce Springsteen fan? Mm hmm. Yeah. Big, like, is, is everybody in New Jersey a Springsteen fan? No, some people, uh, some people have very strong opinions about the boss uh, and are either like love him or hate him, but. Uh, I don't think he's super popular among like my age group. I really got into Bruce because of my dad. Okay. Uh, my dad's a massive fan. Wait, can I ask how old your dad is? Uh, my dad is like early 60s. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I so, thought like, you were going to say he was like my age. I'm like, oh my God. No, so like. Uh, because like, I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan. That's why I got worried for a second. <laughs> he, um. My dad was in his 20s when Greetings from Asbury Park came out. So he was like going to the smaller like Stone Pony shows that Bruce was playing before he oh, really cool. blew up. Um, Is your and, dad around? Uh, I think he's downstairs. I don't know if I can go grab him. He might no, have. That's fine. I'll, okay, go on. <laughs> he, he is also a musician. So he's probably uh, playing guitar or piano right now uh, oh, as we speak. Cool. But. Um, my one of like my big goals in life and i'm super happy that i got to do this uh prior to the pandemic because i don't mm -hmm. know when i would get the chance to do it after uh was to go see springsteen in concert but it was to go with my dad i wanted my dad to take me um and we wound up going to like his record-breaking show because you know bruce is known for playing like three hour shows and he oh, played yeah. four and a half hours like half past midnight oh, oh you guys so went to that yeah, we were at that oh one. God. Yeah. Were you exhausted afterwards? Uh, I was pumped. I was stoked afterwards. Like, yeah, yeah. But um, by four and a half hours in, we were like, damn, does Bruce really have this much music? Uh -huh. Holy crap. <laughs> he really, uh, he, he played a little bit of everything. He played Streets of Philadelphia, which he only plays. Really? Philadelphia. Uh -huh. so it was cool. That's and, awesome. Um, now, uh, now I have to take I have to take my dad to see the nineteen seventy five because he's a massive fan of them. But I didn't oh. know that until we went to see Springsteen. And the nineteen seventy five is one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, oh, little did I know my dad loves them. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys didn't know that. No, it was just well, like my dad and I talk music, but I don't really know like what 
what current acts he's uh-huh. into. I know he's also like a big Jason Isbell fan. If you're, okay. if you're a folk yeah, yeah. music. But um, I, I just was not anticipating him to say like, yeah, I really love the 1975 and I'd like to see them live. Uh, so since you found this information out, is your dad, um, does he, is he go to technology? Like, does he have music on his phone, his iPhone? Mm-hmm. Have you gotten a hold of his iPhone since you had that conversation to see what he is interested in? I have not. Uh, unfortunately, I've still been, uh, I have a regular job mm-hmm. during the pandemic. I mm-hmm. am essential. So uh, I don't get to spend a ton of time at home Uh looking through what my dad's listening to. I know he's very into jazz right now, but uh, I'm not a big jazz person. Is it possible he has the song What About Your Friends by TLC on his phone? I wish. any shot that that's on there? Uh, Low possibility. That would be cool, though. Okay. (laughs) I'll have to. (laughs) I don't know where to fit this question, so I'll ask now. Is working for, like, Camp Leapfrog and Pizza Party, is that more... more fun than working at other like traditional um promotions normal promotion normal yeah like Standard. is there like a different attitude because it seems like it's a lot more fun so i'm well, wondering like is it is it more fun behind i would say i would say pizza party is really like super outlandish aside from like a couple of the wackier shows that we've done like bout for clout mm. uh which was just a super fun one-off thing where um, Dan, the promoter, was like, you got a crazy character? You want to do something like real wacky 90s theme? Now's the time. And um, initially for that, Boomer and I were going to team and be Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. But that also would have been a little bit weird being cousins. Uh, (laughs) He he wound up uh, getting put in another match and we got split up. But uh, so be it. Okay. Um, It's... I, I do kind of look at them as like it's more getting to hang out with my friends and yeah. have fun than it is like a job. Um, I still treat it like a job because sure. I, I never know who's going to be watching the show and I want to give my best possible performance every time. Mm-hmm. But when I show up at the show, I know like, oh, these are going to be a bunch of my friends who like I stream on twitch with every tuesday and i watch pay-per-views with and you know the people that i've regularly seen uh during the pandemic so it's, it's the people that i feel really safe with okay on top, of, on top of um just the friends that i get to hang out with all the time but um yeah i'd say i'd say there's still it still feels like a job but those feel more like you know, not, not, not such a high stress job, an easy day on the job. So say you wake up on a Saturday morning, like the morning of a a show. Are you, when, when you have one of those shows that night, like do you wake up excited to like go see, like see your friends and get in the ring that night? Or as opposed to like, if you're working at like Southern underground or something, and is it going to work where you wake up thinking, Oh, I have to go to work tonight. I still, uh, the only times when I wake up and I'm like, oh, I got to go to work is when it's like a 10 hour drive to stop. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Was Ooh. that ever fun? Uh, it is fun. It's okay, fun. For, okay. It's fun on the drive down. It's fun for the first like eight hours. It's <laughs> fun when, uh, you, you haven't talked to people in a little bit, so you got a lot to catch up on. And then you're like, well, out of stuff to talk about. Are you I'm making right these down. drives alone? No, no. Okay. No. I was going to say. When I, did, like... when I did sup, it was, um... That was the last show I did before everything closed down. And that was a crazy show. Not just because it was, it was probably the biggest match of Boomer and uh, mine's career. We got to wrestle uh, Violence is Forever, Koo and mm-hmm. Green. Um, and I would love to run that match back when uh, Boomer and I have a little more experience under our belts. Because I think that was probably the the biggest handicap in that match. Was that that was maybe only like my 20th match or something. Oh, like okay, that. okay. Um but I'm trying not to get off track. Why? That was so crazy because that was also when a tornado hit the basement east where SUP usually has um, oh, wow. their shows and it tore apart the basement east. So then like real quick, they had to find a replacement venue like the week of oh, as that the pandemic is going on, like Main Street in Nashville is totally closed down. 
they wound up at the Exit Inn, which is like a historic venue. Um, but even like in in the hours we were driving down, myself and Boomer and Wheeler Yuda were a carload going okay. down. And Yuda was supposed to be booked, but he got a concussion. So then he wound up doing commentary with AJ Gray, which is oh, cool. personally, I, I feel like that that kind of worked out for the better. Sure. <laughs> the commentary team we got. But um, no, did not do that drive alone. It's just, it's crazy. That show even Adam's getting um, rocked and COVID starting to take hold. Yeah. Like, People were texting us. I think it was Jesse, right? Just Jesse, who's uh, the announcer there, was like, if y'all don't want to come down, totally understand. We don't even know, like, who's showing up. Oh, like, okay. Um, it's like the last fans show that I did where masks were not required uh, before everything started. Locked down. I've done like fans shows since. Uh, H2O has had, like, socially distanced fans and everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And I I can't believe it's already been like a year. Me neither. It's nuts. It feels like 10. Yeah, I, I still feel like there's some things like from Halloween 2019 on that just happened a couple months ago. But yeah. it's it's a long time ago. Enough about me. Um, so let's, uh, can we go back in time a little bit? Well, after your parents met, obviously, um, growing up. Yeah. So did you you grew up around like music? Yeah, Is I that... would say so. Okay. Yeah. Uh my dad was always uh he didn't have a home studio yet. Mm -hmm. And uh this house is a good like 70 years old, so the walls are very thin. Wow. But um my parents' bedroom is uh shares a wall with mine. So I'd hear my dad playing guitar like every night from uh the time I was like five to eight years old. Mm -hmm. Did you like listening to his music? Like, did you appreciate it when you I were did, that young? I did, especially because I had really bad insomnia as a kid. Oh. So it was like, all right, I have something to listen to. And yeah, I, like a lullaby almost. Yeah. <laughs> and then when better. and then when he wasn't playing music, I um I I had to settle for the C D player. I'm still old enough to have had a CD player. Yeah, it's a, a disc man. Mm-mm. <laughs> Um, so were you kind, were you, um, like into like arts? I, yeah, definitely. I didn't mm -hmm. really discover pro wrestling until like I was a little bit older. Mm -hmm. There was like my uncle Dasher had been doing it for a long time, but, um, I didn't really get into that. Like even as when I was a kid, um, it was middle of the attitude era. So yeah. everybody knew about wrestling. Like mm -hmm. I knew about D generation X and the NWO and everything, but yeah. And sting, but I didn't watch it particularly because okay. I, because I wasn't a super duper athletic kid outside of hockey. Um, I, I typically got picked on teams uh, last. So oh, I kind of gravitated a little more toward theater uh -huh. the arts and that's where I spent a lot of my time and that's what I thought I was gonna go to school for actually I was a dancer for several years and thought I was gonna go to college to study contemporary ballet and uh that didn't happen oh my gosh I broke, my, I broke I, my um my wife is a dancer too and mm -hmm. we moved down uh here uh University of Illinois last year Cause she, you know, teaches here now and okay. is like assist of uh, assistant head of the department. That's cool. So maybe I could get you in, but I don't, I don't have that much pull. Ooh, you want to hear, you want to hear a crazy fact that I, yeah. I learned about after probably, um, probably a year or two in Jakara, uh, princess Kimberly came to Philly, uh, because she was going to school for dance here. She went to school for like dance pedagogy or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, but it was at the school that I had intended to go to if I hadn't broken my foot. And uh, we we did a little simple math and figured out that we, I think she would have been um, a year ahead of me, but we would have been in a lot of the same classes. Oh, wow. We, uh, and encountered each other a lot sooner. Than that would have been funny. 
than we would have had we not uh, started wrestling. So I thought that was pretty funny. So do you think that like there's a, a big relationship right between like your theater dance background and being a pro wrestler? It's oftentimes um, they share a lot of similarities where in dance, especially ballet where you're doing like a pas de deux, dance mm -hmm. of two, and you have to work together. There's a lot of that um, exchange of motion and mm -hmm. that rhythmic back and forth, uh, especially in uh, Lucha with like the Yave style that a lot of Chikara people do. There is a constant uh, working together and exchange of motion that's really similar to dance. So mm -hmm. I didn't pick up on it as fast as I thought I would, but uh, there were definitely a few things where I was like, oh, I, I get, I get what we're getting at here if only yeah. i was a little bit more if i had a little more shoulder strength <laughs> oh totally i am not uh, i am not the best base unfortunately did, did you have did did um did it help you with your footwork in the ring not necessarily okay. because a lot of a lot of the footwork in wrestling people don't realize until they start training to wrestle is mm -hmm. to make as little motion as possible and oh. take as few steps as possible that way you know when you're taking uh when you're taking a step in the ring oftentimes like it'll sound like a bump and you yeah. want to save that like those sounds like you know you don't want to be slapping your leg constantly because like you want to save that sound for the big kick oh that makes um, sense the same thing with footwork where you don't want to be stepping all over the place but i i don't think that was really um I don't think that was really focused on in dance a whole lot. I don't remember my teachers yelling at me to stop uh, not moving around. So yeah, I guess you would remember that. Like, like I, like I did in wrestling. So, would people from like that you grew up with and um, that you went to high school and stuff with, would they be shocked to know that you became a pro wrestler? Yes and no, um, okay. because when by the time I was done high school. I was telling a lot of people that that's what I wanted to pursue. I okay. got really, I got really back into wrestling. Um, probably about like junior year of high school, I want to say. Okay. Which like, what were the circumstances of that happening? Uh, Boomer had Monday Night Raw on one night, and I came downstairs and said, "Why do you have this on?" And he said, "I don't know. Felt like it." And then we just nonstop started watching Raw, and then SmackDown got added to the rotation. He'd never seen it either. He just he, landed on it and like, yeah, there's nothing on the He'd this. seen it, and like, he'd kind of like had the inkling to watch it again. Mm -hmm. um, since Uncle Basher uh, was on a pretty good run by that time, and like, we'd been to Chikara shows and everything, mm -hmm. but, like, just really didn't know what was going on uh, in the WWE. So. Okay. Boomer just happened to have Raw on, and then, like, we were just nonstop watching it, and then just started doing wrestling moves in the family room. Mm -hmm. And um, by, like, my senior year of high school, I had it really in my head, like, man, like, if dance isn't going to work out, like, I really want to at least try and, you know, see what's going to happen with wrestling, especially because so many I'd read a lot of like wrestler stories about how they'd started out. And so many of them had started out when they were like 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Like, the most years under their belt. But um, so you yeah. were aware of that. Yeah. But okay. my uh, my parents were like, nope, you're going to get your degree. You're going to get your degree first. And then if you if you want to wrestle, then you're going to pay for it and you're going to get the car and the driver's license to go do it. So I got my degree. Okay, um, what happened with, with dance? I broke my foot, so I had to stop. Oh my God, was, yeah. that, was that crushing? It sucked, it did. Especially because I hadn't had an injury that major. Um, until like, you know, the months where you have to audition for mm -hmm. college. And um, oh, God. it was like, well, you're going to college after high school, so you better pick something else because it's like you're you're not going to be able to take that gap year, yeah. um, where you your foot's going to heal and then you have to re choreograph and audition dance and everything. But um, I wound up switching my major to English, and I took a whole bunch of like 
dance extracurriculars like oh, cool. and stuff. So like I still worked it into my schooling, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I I stopped dancing after that. It was a good run. <laughs> so so you, did you wait to graduate before uh, uh, college before training? I did. Yeah, oh. but um, I I had initially. When I picked the school that I went to, I went to a college in the middle of Philly. Um, I picked the school that I did with thinking like, oh, I can save the money. And then I can just like take a bus because I didn't drive at the time or have a car. Mm -hmm. Um, I can take public trans to either like, I think, I think this was Shakara and CZW shared the ECW arena and we're training out Mm -hmm. of there. Uh, okay. And I think that was my plan was to go start training there, but uh, I I that didn't happen because I had uh, crushing social anxiety, and I also didn't have money, and I was getting bogged down with schoolwork. Oh, so God. that kind of fell by the wayside again. Yeah. But when I had picked my school, my intention was, oh, I'll go to college and then wrestling training at the same time. Uh-huh. Didn't work out until I got out of college and then I saved the money and then I said, well, I'm really not having fun uh, working 40 hours a week at Starbucks. Uh Uh, And by that point, I was like 22, 23. And I was like, I'm not getting any younger. See what's going to happen with wrestling. Had had your desire to uh, to become a pro wrestler changed at all over those years from like high school to graduating and after college a little bit i still i still kept up with wrestling pretty mm-hmm. heavy i was i was watching it like four days a week uh my roommate was really sick of it yeah he was not a wrestling fan uh-huh. but um i at that point like i i was in school so i kind of just focused on school because i didn't know what else to focus on yeah yeah um were, were your parents nice enough to let you live at home while you were in school? Yes. Or did they make yeah. you move out at 18? No, uh, I've, I've, I've been very fortunate with how um, they, they still let me live at home, uh, especially during the pandemic. Sure. And a, a big part of it is because I, I do not want to live alone. Mm-hmm. I hate the thought of living alone and I just haven't... Uh, haven't hooked up with a roommate or a partner and nobody yeah. wanted to move out yet. I, so. I remember like living alone and like thinking to myself, oh my God, I haven't even heard my own voice in like four hours. You yeah. know? And I hated that. It was the worst feeling. I I would hate I would hate not having anybody else in the house because like then I don't have anybody else to tell me to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Nah, that's bad. I did live. Uh, I did live in the city for a little while while I was in school, though. I had I had roommates, uh, and I've stayed in touch with a few of them. But um, I, I spent like about half of school. I spent half of it like in apartments with roommates, and then at home. Uh, sure. My one roommate moved to Japan, so she's uh, she's living her best life out there now. She wanted oh, to wow. be, she wanted to be in English as a second language teacher, and she wanted to learn more about she's really into uh harajuku street fashion she's made it into several magazines so yeah japan's the place for her hell yeah (laughs) um do you do you have like a best friend still from growing up boomer okay okay so so my question was does your best friend ever come see you wrestle so the answer is yes D- yeah, well, he's on the yes, plus. But um, I, d- I do. I have another uh, best friend that I made in like third grade. Her name is Sue Susan, and uh, she she came out to a few Chikara shows. Uh, what's extra funny is she is a massive Orange Cassidy fan, okay. and we had no idea that he was my trainer. So that was really funny for her to come to a Chikara show. Did she know that? No, she did not know that oh, uh, Hollow Wicked and Orange were my uh, primary trainers. So that was pretty funny for her to figure out. <laughs> Speaking like, of training, were you, did when you were driving there or t- taking the transportation or getting a ride to your mm-hmm. first day, were you like confident or no. were, you, were you scared? I was so nervous. I had a massive panic attack. 
Oh, geez. Yeah. I was like crying on my way in. I was so worried that like everyone was going to see me um, like with post crying face too. Were you um, able to sleep the night before? I don't remember. Okay. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I um, imagine. I was, I was so nervous and I was telling, uh, I had gotten a ride from a friend that day so I could have somebody to talk to before and after. Mm -hmm. And I remember just telling him like, man, what if this doesn't work? What if I suck? What if I take a bump and I'm just like, no, this isn't for me because yeah. I, I didn't have a plan B. I didn't uh -huh. know, I didn't really know what else I was gonna do. I didn't, I got done my degree with uh -huh. school and realized man, this isn't what I want to do. Like, I don't want to do anything with this English degree for the rest of my life. Um, do you have your parents' support at this point, like, to to to, to train? I had their support, but they didn't get it. Okay. So, like, they, they were really proud of me for, mm -hmm. you know, making the money to go and put it toward an investment yeah, that I was making. Um, but they really like did not understand why I'm spending like two hours of my night, like going straight from work to training, to shower, to bed, like, and it would, um, several times my mother would be like, you're going to make it home in a decent hour. <laughs> and I would be like, I don't know. We might just have open ring time after class and we might just screw around for another three hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. There'd be a few times where like my, my, um, I don't know what, what I'd call them. My colleagues, my class, my, uh, colleagues. The, the group of people, the group of people that I came into wrestling with that I trained with, like a lot of those people I consider my absolute best friends on the planet. And we oh, just yelled really well together. So like if hollow wicked would be like, all right, go ahead, open ring. You guys, Go ahead and do whatever you want, and I'll supervise. And um, it's we'd wind up being there till like one, two in the morning sometimes, just figuring out like things that we can do and trying. Is that to the best part? Like the, those times? I think so. Yeah, I think that's what I, I miss the most. Not having been to training for a while is seeing those people on a weekly basis and yeah. getting to move around. I'm a lot more stagnant than I would like to be right now. Uh huh. And how, um, how often were you uh, going to training? At the most, uh, like right before I debuted, three times a week, uh, which then, is a lot. And then do you also have to like go to a go to the gym as well? Like, I also or you're getting all that from training? Uh, I also had to go to the gym. I did have to take a few rest days because your body just if you're training that much. Your body's not going to have time to recover and you need mm -hmm. your, your body some time to recover, I think was the biggest thing that I learned uh, when I started out with training. Um, but I don't love the gym. Mm -hmm. It's not my favorite place to be. So I do. I did a lot of like at home working out. But like, man, after, you know, six plus hours of training a week, it was exhausting and i was uh i didn't debut um until i'd been training for about like almost four years which is not yeah, really i saw crazy. that i saw that i'm like oh, i must have like like written something wrong, like down incorrect no, you didn't <laughs> i started training august of 2015 i didn't debut for chikara until the infinite gauntlet may of 2019. oh my god did uh is there anything fun about training? Oh, I love training. Oh, okay, okay. Fun. Yeah. Um, training itself is super fun, especially when you have people that you really like gel and mesh with and enjoy training with. Was um, your first day, was there like a group of people? It was all their first day? Or it's just people come in? It was, it, it was people, people just like kind of, came in like um it wasn't all of us at once okay like travis huckabee had been there for a few months prior to me coming in mm -hmm. but i would still consider him like part of my generation of chicago sure. and then razor wing came a few months after boomer didn't start training until maybe the year after i did uh, why, why, why was there 
Why did he wait? Why? Why did he wait? Uh he just he was doing other things. Oh, okay. He, he was really into CrossFit for a little while before that, so he was doing like CrossFit games and stuff. He was still staying active, but um, he just he didn't hop into wrestling as fast. Uh, but it was funny that he started after me, and then like I think it took like eight months for him to debut because he's oh, just wow. a natural athlete, and I am uh-huh. not. <laughs> But that's why we work well together, because he's the athlete, totally. and then I I am the over dramatic actor sort of athlete. So well, there's then, there's roles that make that to make up a team, you know, attract <laughs> like a marriage or something. You know what I mean? Like everyone brings a little something different to the table, and that's exactly. the team. If we were um, exactly, we'd be boring. So is is it is it awesome? Like. Uh, uh having tag team matches do you prefer that i think i do working together i really i really like the dynamic of tag team wrestling Mm -hmm. uh tag team wrestling has a certain like drama or tension to it that singles wrestling doesn't i also Mm -hmm. just feel less pressure in tag matches when in singles matches where all of the focus is on me i feel so stressed to like fill time and like not have dead air but like sometimes you need dead air in wrestling mm-hmm. uh, and you need like that time for like things to settle yeah and reset. Audience to understand what just happened um and that's probably one of the biggest things that i had to overcome uh training and learning about commanding the ring especially mm-hmm. like going from dance to wrestling in dance everything i ever did was 100 percent choreographed mm-hmm. wrestling is not always like you don't sometimes you go out there and you're not totally sure what you're gonna do it's not someone else's piece that you're, they're setting the steps for you exactly and mm-hmm. then i have to set the steps for me and sometimes i'll second guess myself and be like man is that the right step to take is this what i should really do here and sometimes somebody will have a better idea and i'll be like thanks person that had a way better <laughs> idea than me like uh when I wrestled Ava Everett for Pizza Party, it was a great match. It was an even better match because Anthony Green helped us out with it. Uh, that's and, and that's fine. Yeah. Did um? Did are you thinking about your foot at any point during training and coming up? That my was never ankle. a concern. No, my foot was uh my foot was in pretty good shape because that was maybe like five years mm-hmm. ago when I broke it. Started training. I did break both ankles though. Um, in the time that I spent training, not at the same time, Uh a year apart, but it was on the same thing. Uh, and it was a freaking kip up. I can't do a kip up. What a And you won't do one anymore, correct? No, I'm not going to do one anymore. And I used to get a lot of heat in training because I didn't want to do a kip up or I'd be scared about it. Um, but it was because I'd broken each ankle trying to do it. Yeah. Not that I didn't try. Like, but the second time that I tried and I broke it a second time, I told myself, I think this is the universe telling me to keep my feet on the ground. Yeah. Or they're telling you, you need to seek the technology to have a third leg put on your body and you could try it one last time. One last time. And then I can break that one. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And it'll just end up being like a tail at that point. Exactly. Like I don't your appendages. Right. Uh, So. Okay, I don't know if you can can answer this, and I, I probably shouldn't ask this, but on a scale of zero to a hundred, where do you think you are as a wrestler? A hundred being like a hundred being the absolute best, and the, the best can, can he's great in the ring. You know, person's great on on the mic. Everything. I certainly don't think I'm a hundred because I'm not Maki Ito. Mm-hmm. Uh, But I don't think I'm zero either because Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm the absolute worst. Um, I don't know. I don't even want to say 50 because. Oh, you know what? How about this? How about this? How much more do you have to go along with the way uh, to be a complete wrestler? Uh, I think I'm at like. I think I was at like 75% pre-pandemic, but uh-huh. I think that I have like had a lot of setbacks thanks to the pandemic. Uh-huh. I don't feel like I don't feel like this is my absolute best work, but it can be. Okay. I feel like I'm at like 
60, 65% now. And when I can get back to training on a regular basis, I feel like that's when I'm really going to be able to kind of recollect my shit. Get it yeah, yeah. Back together. Can I curse? I'm sorry. I, I yeah, of, co of course. Is your mom okay. in the room? That, no. And I think oh, okay. she's pretty yeah, cool sure. with it, actually. Say whatever you want. She used to not be cool with it. Now she's pretty cool with it. You can call me a, a foul name too. I don't no, care. No, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. I'll provoke you. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm at like 60, 65% right now, but I definitely have the ability when the world opens back up. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not an excuse. That's just, that's a fact of the matter. That's just. That's current world that we're in it's yeah, not it's affected every you know everybody's work yeah is I'm, still, I'm still taking like the bookings that i feel most comfortable taking mm -hmm. i'm still trying to you know get myself out there i'm trying to eat well and stay fit but um it's been it's not been an easy time <laughs> like so do you look forward to to wrestling more like once the pandemic is once Whatever. I get vaccinated, I will very much look forward to wrestling. Okay. More. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you miss? Do you miss it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It sucks being stuck in the house or just at my day job all the time. Yeah. I would love it if my day job was, you know, at the NXT Performance Center and I get to train and wrestle <laughs> as my job. Totally, totally. That sounds incredible. But, um, um, maybe this isn't another fair question to ask. Because maybe you don't like talking about yourself. So, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, top five hundred in the world. Mm -hmm. Do you do you like buy like a you know a dozen copies? Like, are you like proud of that, or is it like in like when like uh, Robert De Niro wins an Oscar? It's like you know, I don't need awards. I I was I was surprised honestly. I like, did, did you have any it. like that you were even on their radar? No, I had no idea I was even on their radar. 500 different wrestlers. I had no idea I was even on their radar. Like, so to make it in there at 492, um, I found out when a Chikara like regular fan tagged me in a list of like notable people that are making like their first uh, appearance on this list. This was also the first time women and non-binary people were yeah, yeah. on the list. Um, and they had tagged me in that. And I was like, wait, did I make the list? Or like, are you saying I should have made the list? And he uh -huh. was like, oh, you made the list. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, were you were you like shocked? Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect it at all. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of it. Absolutely. Did you like it? Are, okay, here we go. Are there at least three copies of it? in the where you're living right now could you find i'm not gonna have you do this but if i said go get three copies of it right now would you be there able to not, there are not there are no physical copies of it because uh i don't have a ton of space and okay. i don't have a ton of space for materials uh because many materials are already taking up the space sure, and, sure. Uh, it's i i have it I have every single thing like screenshotted and saved. I have the article. Um, a bunch of my friends bought copies of it. So if I really wanted a copy, I think uh, I think Joshua Waver has like 12 copies or something. And I can grab one from them if I really want to. But uh, I, I have everything saved to look at just in a digital format. Have you ever, and this is probably mean, said to boomer do you want me to autograph a copy of that pro wrestling illustrated oh my god i totally would boomer's ranked even higher than me though <laughs> so he'd probably ask if i wanted him to autograph. yeah yeah he would sign it like over my blurb in totally, there. Totally. or he would do it like over still life's photo because she got like a whole photo spread in there totally so okay so then you have that and then you get nominated for rookie of the year and you've only been as you said, since uh, 2019? Yeah. And it was, was, how do you find out about that? Like, is anybody, like, cluing you in that, hey, PWI? No, nobody from PWI okay. is telling us in advance or anything like that. So you, you make their 500 list, and they don't even, like, send you an email. Hey. No, I found out the same time as everybody else. But um, Rookie of the Year was even funnier because I was in a group chat with Wavra, Xavier Faraday, mm -hmm. 
Jody the wrestler, and I think that was everyone um, that was in that group chat. And we all made rookie of like that nominations for rookie of the year. So like yeah. all four of us got to celebrate and find out at the same time. Uh, and That's that was actually really exciting cool. because I don't think any of them had gotten on the 500. And I thought that was kind of lame that they didn't make the 500. Um, so I was really excited for the Oreos and Jody to make it. Yeah, in. yeah. Even though we got our asses handed to us by Dominic Mysterio, but that was kind of to be expected. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, is wrestling your favorite job you've ever had? Either that or uh, I also worked in a haunted house and that was one of my favorite jobs that I've ever had. I, th I think... Uh, is my number one though that haunted house job was up there though yeah I, I always say people. subway in high school was my favorite job and it's literally gone downhill since then yeah uh, <laughs> wait a minute so you have experience in the haunting industry i'm telling you oh, this yeah. camp idea could blow up it could i, oh, I didn't realize you had to, you you've already been on the inside of that oh, industry yeah. My job, I was a, I've been a spooky nurse for the past six Halloweens, uh, because I had to, I had to manage a spooky hospital. Do you use <laughs> fake blood? Not, not as oh, opposed God, to yeah. real blood, but like. Oh my God. And the building that I worked out of, um, the fake blood is stored everywhere. And like, we constantly would have to move it around. Even like when events were being held that weren't related to the haunt or anything. Uh -huh. I'd, I'd be like 10 minutes in and moving a bucket of fake blood and be like, cool, I'm not even in the haunt tonight. And corn syrup is all over my hands. Wonderful. Does it stay in your hand to the point where like- It stays your clothes. Oh, it's really? more so, even if you yeah. wash it out? Yeah, I have like, uh, I have a denim jacket that just has like all of these fake blood stains on it. That I can't, I can't really wear anymore because, like, out of the fear that people are gonna think that it's real blood. I was gonna say you should wear it on an airplane. Maybe. <laughs> you travel. I don't know about that. <laughs> it'll make a statement. It will. It'll definitely get me some attention. I don't know if it'll be good or bad attention, but. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let you go shortly, uh, more so, so I don't get in trouble. Thank you. It is getting dark in here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and. Uh, you guys have electricity, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Pennsylvania Pennsylvania has been in pretty good shape. Um, we are supposed to be getting weather tomorrow and Friday. Which oh, that's probably what we just had. I'm in Champaign. Okay. Yeah. So is it really? Probably, oh, we got killed. Anymore? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was awful. Like, but you, you know, like power. where the dog you can barely see in the snow. Oh my god. But you have power, so that's good. I have electricity, yes. That's yes. major. Okay. Can I ask you five random non-wrestling related questions? Please do. Okay. Um, the first one is, have you ever had a dream that you were an animal? I don't think so. I don't remember a lot of my dreams. Sure. No, I, I know. And some then, people do. Some people don't. Right. I've considered keeping a journal. But then, mm -hmm. like, actually, I, I did used to keep a journal. And I reread my dream journal not too long ago. And I was like, I've had some weird dreams. Yeah, I was going to say, did anything make sense? Uh, it made sense. But, like, a lot of it, like, they turned into nightmares and stuff. And I'm like, why <laughs> do I write this down? Yeah, totally. Why do I remember this? What's that in your head? Well, we'll write it off to the foot injury. Yeah, so yeah. That's why you can't remember your dreams. That's where the trauma mm -hmm. comes from. <laughs> do you have a favorite city in any terror-sponsoring uh, country in the Middle East? Wait, what was the question again? If you had, I just wanted to know if you had a favorite uh, city uh, in any of the terror sponsoring nations in the Middle East. No. Okay. No, that was a correct answer. So, <laughs> um, can you swim with your eyes open? Yes. Okay. Um, if you had the power to turn invisible, would you rob a bank? <laughs> and you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add something. I'm going to throw something else at you. Would you rob a grocery store? I don't think that would be at the top of my list. No. Okay. 
I'm not sure what the first thing I would do is, but I that that is not the first thing that would come to mind. I think more so just the shock of being invisible, like would, uh, yeah, take a while to set in. All the movies you'd go to would be free unless you went with somebody. This is true. Okay, the final question, and think about this: for two million dollars, would you eat peyote tomorrow? No. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. No. Because I didn't want to give you any, like, I'll give you just like a night to, to sleep and then you got to do it for the $2 million. No. I don't think so. No. Would you do, just going down this rabbit hole, would you do it for $10 million? Still, probably. You not. and your parents would mm -hmm. never have to work again except for fun if you I know, it. but uh, I, I don't think I want that experience under my belt. Yeah, yeah. To, to run with your animal spirit? No, I, I think I'm, I think I've pass all the time or not. I don't know that might be that might be one to sleep on <laughs> I was only able to secure two I was kind of just talking out of turn saying <laughs> I'm sorry I apologize for getting your hopes up um all right Molly thank you so much for coming on uh are you going to be appearing anywhere uh anytime soon I know that like a ton of your matches are on IWTV correct um, so that's a great place and obviously YouTube uh March 28th uh, the Cassandro Cup takes place. I've got Killian McMurphy in the first round, and uh, that ought to be a lot of fun. I'm pretty excited. It's a Billy Dixon joint, so if you liked Harris's oh, cool. bumping, come watch the Cassandro Cup. Oh, that's awesome. And you said that's March? March 28th, yeah. We're March running 28th. against WrestleMania. So. Oh, okay. All right. That's fine. In my house, you guys, you'll be very prominently featured. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. Stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, hopefully I can get you on uh, in the future or we can get that uh, summer camp thing uh, up and uh, running. For sure. And you as well, man. All right. Take care. Bye.